Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. All right. So now I think we can get started now that we've made a connection. It took us a little bit um, technical difficulties, but I'd like to <laughs> welcome everyone for showing up today. This is um, a home daycare consultant podcast that we're going to start. I'm Susan, and you are? I'm Krista. Krista Thornton. All right. And we are, um, we, we're providers, and uh, recently we started throwing around ideas for um, podcasts to just help providers because we know that um, as admins of different groups that we're in and um, different businesses that we run, we're constantly um, supporting providers out there. And so we know that they're running into a lot of issues and they have a lot of questions. And one of the things that popped up for Chris and I uh, was just a lot of uh, pet peeves that home daycare providers went into, right? Uh -huh. That is correct. So um, when during our brainstorm, we basically came up with um, goals to help providers not run into these issues, like fixing it before they become an issue. Um, so just to kind of outline what we started, the way that we um, outlined this was with tools for the provider because you want to fix the things before they become an issue. And then uh -huh. sometimes that doesn't work, right? We know that. Sometimes, you know, things don't happen until six months or two years down the line. So we've come up with some tools for the provider. Then we've listed pet peeves, like the top ones that we could think of that are off the, you know, the, the issues that we see most in, in yeah. our industry. And then we've just went through and we've kind of outlined ways to fix those uh -huh. um, solutions. So the, the main goal going forward is uh, giving you guys solutions for your pet peeves. So go, go ahead, Chris, do you want to uh, get started on the tools? Um, explaining the, the five things that we came up with that we feel like if these things can be implemented, a lot of it's going to stop before it happens. Sure, Susan. Um, I can kind of list them and then we can go over them as we're, we're talking about the pet peeves. But um, the five tools that we came up with, um, one, of course, would be communication. Um, we feel that with communication, um, it just kind of gives you an opportunity to build relationships with your parents and to get an understanding of their situations as well as express your expectations to them. Um, number two would be expectations, three routines, four guidance, and five to help when you can. So we'll go over the pet peeves and kind of talk about each one and then we'll kind of tie it in together as far as how, how those tools can help you or empower you to reduce those um, pet peeves. Perfect, I love it. All right, so let's, <laughs> the biggest one, and we know this as admins, what, what do we, I mean, if I don't read five or six of these issues a day, I'm shocked, but it's the dope and the drop. Um, and to, <laughs> to the folks out there that don't know what the dope and the drop is, it sounds terrible. Um, basically, that is medicating an ill child. Um, one of your students uh, may have a fever, diarrhea, 
some type of illness and the parent for whatever reason, there's plenty of them, um, is giving medication to the child and bringing them to you, even though you have an illness policy in place. Yeah. So. <laughs> Don't you think that's a number one? I mean, do you hear that more than anything? I, I do personally, especially during, you know, the season where we're having so many, uh, you know, the flu and the bronchitis and, and whatnot. Right. I mean, and I get it. I get it. Parents want to drop their kids off. They have to go to work. They're in a rush. They don't want to take care of their, you know, children. They want to just drop them off to us. But in doing so, that can possibly make us sick or other kids sick. So that is definitely a pet peeve that I hear all the time. Like, stop doping your kids and dropping them off. Right. Well, a lot of parents don't realize they may have a, they may look at you in a babysitter type of light versus a business owner. And they're not really seeing that, Hey, when this business owner gets sick, there's not always, especially in home daycare uh, situations, there's not always a backup care provider. So once okay. she drops or he drops, you know, we're, then we have a situation uh, to where, you know, who's going to really take care of the kid. There's uh -huh. going to be more shut down at that point. So we, now that we know what dope and drop is, uh, let's tie it up with the tools. Um, the very first thing that you did put in, in our outline was having a clear policy. Um, uh, you know, some people I've read before in, in different groups, they don't have a policy handbook. They don't want a policy handbook. I've been doing this for 30 years and I just, I don't think that I need to have one. But uh -huh. if you don't want to deal with a dope and drop, talk about a clear policy, um, Kristen, right. especially with your right. business, you do that. Well, I mean, if you don't want to deal with the dope and drop, like you said, um, having a clear policy will let the parents know your expectations about that. You know, we can't, I mean, well, parents, parents can't fix things if they don't know what to fix or what to expect. So right. having a clear policy is very important for the parent to be able to see like, hey, I can't drop the, I can't drop my kid off when they have, you know, when they have a fever, I can't dope them up and then just drop them off. Like they need to know that. Right. right. And, and that needs to be, more than just written down in a policy handbook. That needs to be verbally said. That needs to be verbally shared, um, whether it be during the interview or you're kind of noticing it happening and you never really had to say something. Have that meeting. And you and I talked about this yesterday that uh, we know that there's a lot of providers that don't they're very hesitant they're shy right they, you know, there's a lot of people that are reserved that can't do that but you know luckily we have technology and you can send those texts and you can send those pms and you know that they've been read um you know you can print out something and have them sign it i mean there are ways that you can get past your you know which you know we hope that through our podcast we'll be able to help people to where they're, especially providers that are, you know, intimidated or shy or whatever. We have a lot of series that we've been adding, but 
there's ways for you to implement those clear policies, even if you can't do it verbally. But if you if you can't, you've got to you got to let them know what the rules are. Uh -huh. Or like you said, they're just going to be clueless. That is correct. And and again, you have to keep in mind the goal, which is to reduce those, you know, those pet peeves. And that's one of the ways you can definitely, definitely do it. Mm -hmm. I, I remember yesterday when you and I were outlining that a lot of times that I will use a little trick and, you know, who knows, over the years, I've just come up with a lot of tricks. But when I'm interviewing someone or not even the interview, I've already signed them up and we're going over the policy handbook, which I do with all the, the new students, but I, I'll mention that to them, the, the dope and drop, and I, I put it out there as if they would never do it. Um, so I flip it on that parent. Um, I know you would never do this, but I need to let you know that fever reducing medicine and your child coming here is a no-go. Some people, not you, would do that. So it doesn't, it puts them where they know what your expectation is, but they also know that you're not playing around. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know? so, all right. So we're going to move on from that. So a uh, clear policy is, is the solution for that and letting them know expectations. Uh, the second one that I'm seeing is the wild child. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Yeah. Tell us about the wild child. Okay, so uh, the wild child. We all know that when we have visitors, right? Kids want to <laughs> act up. They that's they want to they want to act up like times one hundred. So we yeah. we talked about that and how that's a, a pet peeve that we see all the time. Like, how can you reduce that? Like, what are some things that you need to do? Because parents sometimes would like to come in and this is when they want to have conversations. You know, how did Johnny do today? Or that, you know, they just want to address sensitive issues. So how can we um, help them, Susan, as far as um, giving them some type of strategy for that pet peeve? Well, I some of the things that we wrote yesterday was brief drop-off. I think that's huge. Now, I personally spend a lot of time discussing going over the day with my customers. Usually, my clients, I make such a good rapport that they do kind of feel like family. And I know it's different for, you know, everybody. It's still business. It's always business. But, you know, I because, you know, my, my numbers are smaller and... I just get more of a family feel for these people. Um, I do a lot more talking than I probably should. But, hey, if a kid's acting crazy, I do cut it short. So brief drop-offs. Um, we also put, you know, there's apps out there. There's texting. You can basically give a whole rundown, especially with these, these daycare apps. You could uh, be filling out daily sheets on a child. Uh -huh. where you don't even have to take that time. You you can send that out to them and then put the, you know, what are your thoughts, parents? So, like, you have an expectation. I want you to get back to me. But it's just, it's like, it, it's it's the, the making it brief is no different than feeding a hungry kid before you go out somewhere. I right. mean, 
Uh things that you know that you need to do. Talking for a long period of time and putting the attention away from a child will make a whole classroom go crazy. Uh True? That is, that is very true. And I mean, I like some of the tools that are out there, like the daily sheets, like you um, briefly spoke about. When children are napping, that's a that's a really good time um, that we take the time to fill out daily sheets to kind of let parents know what Johnny did today, what he ate today, you know, making sure that parents have the opportunity to see okay, this is what they're doing today. That way, when you pick them up or when they pick them up, you can just send them out the door, have them ready, send them out the door. And then again, if they want to discuss it. Good point. You said, I'm getting a lot of feedback. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Susan. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I am. I just, I'm getting, I don't even know if it's your feedback. It seems like when I'm talking, but anyway, just you hit on something and and I really wanted to like, yes, you are right. Have those children ready to go. If right. you have a time, if you know that little Johnny gets picked up at about 4.30 every day from four and, and <laughs> you said this before, don't put a code on little Johnny and have him faint because he's inside <laughs> and have shoes on, have his backpack whatever his art ready that to go out the door just have your little I mean I do it at the end of my day I line up everything on a a dresser type thing that I have like a in my kitchen it's you know it's a it's a it's a cabinet that I (laughs) I have storage that I put in my kitchen I have those kids lined up every day so they are ready to go snacks everything it's like they have their own little bye-bye right so that's huge to me. So I, I got you on that. Okay, so now let's move on. So uh, wild pickup, brief drops, daily sheets, have the kid ready. Uh-huh. All right, so now uh, non-payers, don't we love that? Or late payers. Oh, yeah. Talk about those. Man, that's a those big one. I mean, that's a huge one, I should say. You know, how do we get parents to pay on time? Again, it all goes back to communication and setting your foundation with your expectations for your parents. Um, What does that mean? Like, if, if if a parent is late, do we automatically tack on a late fee or do we empathize and talk to them and find out, you know, okay, what's going on or how can we fix this? Like, um, I I know a lot of times providers are like, oh my God, such and such is late. Um, Do I tack on this fee now or how do I deal with that? It's all about getting to know your families. Um, if If a provider is not norm, I mean, I'm sorry, if a parent is not normally late, Maybe you can find out, okay, what's going on before you assume or jump to conclusions, you know, build those relationships. Right. Because if you do, you're just going downhill from there. Right. Um, we never know what people are going through in life, you know, divorce, deaths, um, stress, mortgages, you name it. And, yeah. and especially with the world going on right now, we, we understand that people are under stress. So I really like how you say that. Um, I'm when it comes to money, I've always been very, you know, no pay, no stay. Uh-huh. Um, but I like your little reminder because I, I am an empathetic person. And so I like that reminder that if these are not normally late parents, 
communicate, uh-huh. ask them what's going on, uh-huh. it, you know, reach out to them and say, Hey, you know, my payments are due on Friday, but now you're making them on Monday and Tuesday and it's going to be an issue to where I'm going to have to charge you a late fee. Is there something going on? Is there something that I can help you with? And that's a tool. That was one of our tools. We said, help when you can. Uh-huh. It really does, you know, it's sending out good stuff out into the universe and it will come back to you. Um, helping when you can. We're surely not saying let you let your payments run till somebody owes you $2,400 <laughs> and just keep watching their kid for free. I mean, I, that's so far from <laughs> my business plan. Right. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't really go there. I have bills that have to be paid. So. Right. Again, it just ties back into communicating, just communicating with your parents, having clear um, policies and expectations and and um, implementing them. Right. Yep. And sticking to those rules, communicating those rules, all of these things can be done in the very beginning before they ever start with uh-huh. you. Um, one of the things you said yesterday, um, you know, we're talking about the babysitter and that's going to be one of our podcasts, the babysitter versus the provider, mm-hmm. um, people, you know, looking at you like you're a, a babysitter. And a lot of people do. A lot of people are like, oh, you just stay at home and watch kids all day. You just let them sit around and watch TV. They have no idea that, you know, some of these providers run their their homes better than centers. I mean, you and I have seen stuff now, especially being admins where, I mean, I'm flabbergasted. Some of the programs that are out there that are home daycares, it's like, wow. Right. There's a wow factor. There is definitely. If you, but you, you said if you run it like a business, then, and, and put yourself as if you are a business Mm -hmm. because you are, Mm-hmm. you will be treated like you are. That is correct. So in the beginning, if you come off to them like, hey, I'm a business, you have your folders, you have your interview, you have your policy handbook, mm-hmm. you present it to them. doesn't matter if you're in your cute little kitchen. They're going to know, hey, this person means yes, business. Absolutely. Up, you're not in your pajamas and your little, you know, giraffe stuffy shoes and <laughs> your little bear claws or whatever. You show up that day. Now, hey, after that, if you want to do the messy bun and the stretchy pants or whatever, we have a hard job. Nobody's judging you. Right. But first impression, let them know that, hey, you're a business owner. And then uh, communicate, acknowledge, go over and, and tell them what your expectations are. Payments are on Friday. There's not a, I'm going to chase you down. Some people like that. Some people like, oh, every Friday I send out a text. Girl, I've never, mm-mm. I, I'm like, I, I'm watching your kid. You're paying me on Friday because I'm going to go buy groceries to feed your kid the next week. And I need the money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just my way. It's different for everybody. Everybody's program's different, but communicate how you want it to go. Right. And, right? and, and Susan, I want to add to that because I like how you said that everybody's different. And, and you're right. Everybody does run their program um, differently. And it's, it's what works for you. But when you find that something is not working, you become a problem solver. Like you, Like we teach the kids to problem solve. We as adults still have to problem solve. And one of those, one of the things that I've found, which ties into our list 
is routines. And we kind of talked about that a little bit, but I believe, you know, as for providers, we should think about routines and, and how they affect our programs. Like, think about this, like when you have children, right? You help them to develop some type of routine. They begin to get used to the routine. They expect it, they do it. It's kind of like the same thing with parents. You have to get them used to the way your program works. And you do that by basically being consistent and sending out reminders and, and daily sheets. Like when, they, when they're when they seeing this, okay, this is how this program works. This is how this provider works. They start to respect your program and respect your routines and, and the way uh, your business runs. Right, like that. Exactly, routines. If you're doing it consistent, they're going to expect it. You've already communicated it. These are the tools. Good. Love that. Um, got another one. Let's see. This one is pick up and drop off when you want. <laughs> Explain them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, one, that one gets some people personally does not get me, does not bother me. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't even know why it just doesn't bother me, but it, that is a hot topic. Explain that. It is, it is a hot topic. Um, it's a hot topic, Susan, because a lot of people, um, they have schedules. A lot of people, um, they don't want you to bring a kid at 11 o'clock um, in the morning and then you, and then you have to stop and make breakfast and, you know, it's, it's just breaking their schedules. And so I think that's why a lot of times we see that as far as a dropping off go. And then some parents like to pick up during nap time, which of course disrupts the children. So I can see why that could be a pet peeve. Um, as far as picking up whenever they want to, um, again, that goes back to expectations and setting your foundation for your your program um, a lot of us have contracted hours so parents need to pick up by a certain time and then you have daycare providers that does not have contracted hours they're open from eight to six or eight to five or whatever and so parents feel like they can just come and pick up you know whenever they want to pick up at the very last minute which of course causes frustration with a lot of providers uh, what do we hear all the time? They're sitting in the driveway on their phones for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> and that could be frustrating. And hey, I was telling you how relaxed I am that people can, uh, you know, drop off whenever they want, but they better not drop off during my nap time because this season, you do not mess with my nap time at all. I mean, if you have an emergency, sure, I'm all game, but yeah. So I do, obviously, I do have have a pet peeve yeah. um, <laughs> picking up um, or dropping off it's going to go back to the same thing I mean uh -huh. all of these are answered almost by the same same thing uh -huh. expectations clear policy and all of these things can you don't the the pet peeves will roll away I'm uh -huh. um, I mean going to have them we're all I mean we're human and people it's going to be ebb and flow um life is like that people are going to make you mad They're, you're going to make them mad um people are grumpy things happen in life but most of these things can be curtailed a lot of them a huge percentage could be broken down with communication expectations clear policy uh -huh. routine so 
everybody, you know, if you're getting that pick up and drop off whenever you want, send home a daily routine list. Let them know what you got, what you doing. Hey, we're doing recess at this time and you guys are banging on the front door, but we're outside. This Absolutely. is our routine. You can't find me. You're screaming over the fence because we're in the backyard. And I'm sorry, I don't have my phone available 24-7 to pick up because we're playing Duck, Duck, Goose. So, you know, explaining, communicating. Uh, when you get those parents before they ever come into your program, if you don't like them dropping their kid off at 11 o'clock hungry, I mean, it's literally lunch and they're dropping off and the kids had nothing to eat and they want breakfast. Tell them. Before it ever happens, say this. I don't. I don't like this. I. This is how I like my program. At nine o'clock, if they come in, they will not have breakfast. Uh -huh. Don't wait until it happens and then try to tell them. Or or let it make you mad, and you blow up, and you go at the customer. Then the customer comes at you, and then y'all you terminate, and everything goes downhill. And then they're on you know, some social media outlet saying that you're a horrible provider. I mean, right. That is true. You can, <laughs> you can basically nip those things in a butt, you know, mm -hmm. if, you can if you talk about oh. them. So yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, last one. Um, yeah. La let's, let's make this the last one because we're running out of time. Okay. Um, PJs. <laughs> it sounds so funny to say that that's a pet peeve because I'm like, I don't care what they wear unless they're wearing a onesie and they're in a diaper. I don't like that. The footy pajamas and you're trying to potty train. Yeah, that's irritating. Uh -huh. But pajamas and um, dirty diaper. a wet, wet or dirty diaper. Yeah. That, that can make somebody mad. Yeah, definitely. It definitely can. <laughs> so talk about that. Well, it, it definitely can. And I, and I, again, I see um, this as a pet peeve. Um, I think though, for, for myself, I don't really mind the wet, dirty diaper at drop off. Sometimes you're an angel. You're an angel. There's nobody like you. Christian. <laughs> nobody. You're the 1% of the 99%. But see, okay. So, but here's, here's my thought process on it. I think um, sometimes parents are in a rush and it just goes back to being empathetic and trying to um, understand, put yourself in somebody else's shoes for a moment. But um, sometimes they they just drop drop a child off and the, and the diaper's dirty. And it's all about problem solving for me. Am I going to make a big fuss out of it or am I just going to say, hey, I'll take care of little Johnny for you. I don't know why I keep saying Johnny, little Johnny. He's going to be our new example. <laughs> but I'll take little Johnny and I'm going to go ahead and get little Johnny cleaned up so that parent can go to work. Now, I like what you said yesterday too. You were talking about how if it's a, um, if it's a constant issue though, then you would need to address it. It goes back to opening up and uh, talking and communicating. So go ahead and talk about that a little bit, please, Susan. Well, like you're, like I just said, you're the angel <laughs> and you, and you're empathetic right off the bat, but you tell me your feelings after little Johnny every single day 
has a poopy <laughs> at 630 in the morning and there's five other kids showing mm-hmm. up and she's literally or he daddy's passing them off in the poopy <laughs> diaper every single day. <laughs> so <laughs> and I can see where that definitely well, it is a problem. And I haven't had, you know, that problem to that extent. But yeah, that will definitely be something that would need to be addressed. Like, okay, uh, can you bring Johnny in a clean diaper or try to bring Johnny in a clean diaper? But um, yeah, I, I agree with you. That could be a problem. Well, I think when I've had the baby pass to me and had a full soaked shirt where I've actually had to go change. And I pretty much like when people look at me, like the way I run my program, I'm very businesslike, very loving. But I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't even know how to describe like the, the, the way that I run a business. I mean, people look at me as if I'm very businesslike, but I'm also very loving. So when I have, you know, a baby pass to me, it's like full on, I'm hugging that baby and I'm looking down and, you know, and I'm, I'm properly dressed for the day. I dress like I'm going to work at a center every single day. And I'm completely wet from my neck down to my belt. I mean, oh, oh man. So, and, and this is after me doing a little reminder, like two days before, like a little hint. So it even happens to the expert. I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years. So, you know, we get put in those pickles. But, hey, guess what? It was a reminder for me, communicate. And obviously, I did not hit that talking point when I was doing the interview with this person because that's huge. If you don't want your kids in pajamas, like it's funny when they have pajama day at my kids' school when they were in elementary school. My dad saw the kids going in pajamas and he's like, the kids are going outside in their pajamas. I'm like, yeah, it's pajama day. <laughs> he was so disturbed, girl. I mean, I laughed so hard still to this day. He could not believe that people would go into public with pajamas on. The- <laughs> so there are some people that are anti, I love pajamas. I'm like, we should be lounging all day, but. So if you don't want pajamas and you don't want dirty diapers or wet diapers, then clarify that once again with your, with your parents during sign up. Absolutely. You save a lot of time, a lot of headaches, a lot of whatever. This is my program. Share, 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 share your expectations, communicate. Um, and I think that's it. I think that, those are our top five. I'm sure that there's other ones that we could go on for days, but it's going to be the same answer, don't you think? I do. I mean, it all comes back to, like like you said, and like we've been saying, communicating, um, having clear expectations, developing some type of routine, guiding, guiding parents, and helping them when you can. It, and it all comes down to those things, being a big problem solver. Mm-hmm. So, communicating your procedures, mm-hmm. um, fixing them. I mean, the goal, the whole thing, and uh, you know, just tying this all t- all together. The main goal is to fix it before it happens. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Yep. I agree. You know, there's solutions that we can come in come later because. Things are going to happen after a student's been with us for a lot of years that's going to pop up, that's going to make us mad. 
you know, reassess, come up with a solution. <laughs> go, back, go back to the tools. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I think that uh, we're going to close this up. This um, Hopefully this was informative for you guys. Um, we're going to be coming up with a, a lot more uh, podcasts that are home daycare based. Um, and these are, you know, helpful solutions for the providers. So thank you, Krista. Thank you for the time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, no. Thank you, Susan. I appreciate your time as well. No problem. We'll talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Right,